Hey, chaps. Hope you've had a wonderful start to the short week. For those of you who are in America, for the rest of the world, no Memorial Day for you. So just uh, finished up with Jared Sparks on his podcast. Had a great chat. Um, it's been really good getting to know all of the uh, Majesty's Men guys. So uh, they're doing a great thing. Uh, Majesty's Men, they've got a, a platform where they're basically hosting uh, blogs and podcasts and things um, and actually taking ground in the media domain, which is awesome stuff. Um, they're all into uh, patriarchal dominionism, which is a wonderful uh, shared value, you know, that we can build a pretty, pretty nice tent around. So I'm really excited about things going forward with them. Um, and we're going to try to figure out um, some projects going forward. You know, we've been talking a lot about domain. We've been talking a lot about uh, projects together and, and going into actual enemy lines and taking territory, taking uh, taking targets. So there's some some exciting things to come. Um, we'll keep you posted as we as we get into more um, actionable things. So it's really exciting. But, uh, you know, one of the things I've really been sitting on for a long time is this seeing a lot of guys still uh, signaling the libertarian frame, the libertarian lens uh, that has been so well foisted upon us uh, Western Christian boys, you know. It's a fascinating thing, libertarianism. Um, I once read a, a great quote. I wish I could attribute it. So if, if one of you do know about it, just put it in the comments whoever said this originally. But libertarianism is to men what feminism is to women. In other words, feminism, it, it takes women out of their natural created nature and it, it inverts them against God's design for them. Likewise, libertarianism takes men out of their created nature and inverts them against God's design for them and wraps it all up in, in wonderful, you know, language and, and things. The, the reason it's so uh, catchy, the reason it's so like, yes, I want this is because it relieves us of our duties. You know, so God created us with duties to our nature. You know, so ladies have feminine duties. Men have masculine duties and both feminism and libertarianism relieves us of those duties. We essentially, uh, we want all the authority of our nature without any of the responsibilities. And so those two, uh, philosophies, religions, theologies, whatever you want to call it. Cause I mean, it, it all comes down to who is your God and, and how did he make you like, how did he make you to, to operate? They, they do that for us. They relieve us of those duties of those responsibilities. <clears throat> and so I was a, I was a big time libertarian. Um, even my first time, uh, in America back in 2015, <laughs> one of the first things I bought was a Gadsden flag <coughs> to signal, uh, you know, my, my libertarianness. I was a huge fan of, of Ron Paul, uh, followed his, uh, 2012 race very closely. Um, still am kind of a fan of Hopper. I think he's like the only, I think he flows under the libertarian name because of his crowd that, because of, because of his circles that he runs in. 
Um, but I can respect him because he he actually he understands reciprocity. He understands uh, dealing with with survival, right? So in South Africa, where I was, where I first took to libertarianism, one of the the huge kind of draws for me was not knowing how to deal with racial war, cultural war. You know, we're told that, you know, we must just diversity is our greatest strength and, you know, just love everybody and, and, and serve uh, diversity. Diversity is our idol. The problem is, you know, we're the ones who get, us white boys are the ones who kept getting punched in the face, punched in the face, take your stuff, punch in the face, punch in the face, you're bad, punch, punch, take, take, you're bad, you're evil. And so we're like, okay, this is a strength, like diversity. And we, we don't know how to deal with this because we've told that if you put up boundaries, you're racist. If you put up boundaries, you're a Nazi. If you put up boundaries, you're a bigot. And so if we can't engage in the public square with good boundaries, with reciprocity, right? Someone punches me in the face. Oh, you, you want to do this? Punch back. Oh, Nazi. I was like, no, 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 no. Masculinity. No, 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 no. Reciprocity, right? You, you go punch someone in the face. They can punch you in the face. It's only fair, you know? And so because we can't do that in the, mar in the public square, we run away to this high-principled ivory tower called libertarianism. And what it is, it's an attempt for white boys to escape, right? So we can't engage the public square, so we try to escape, right? And, and we try to escape to something that we can defend private property, right? So, so we think, you know, if I can just escape to the woods and have private property and, and no one's allowed on my property, I can get away from clown world. I can get away from these other tribes who hate me and are punching me and taking my stuff and calling me evil. And, and the problem lies in that the clowns don't leave you alone. You know, you can't say clowns stay off my property. It's like, well, when the clowns own the government institutions that can come and tax your property, that can come and invade your property, that can come and repossess your property, like, sorry, buddy, there is no escape, you know? And so we construct all these idealistic arguments for the libertarian dream. Now, what is the liber libertarian dream? Is the libertarian state, right? Problem is, a libertarian libertarianism is 90% white Christian boys. Okay, not Christian, maybe post-Christian. 90% white Western boys. That's libertarianism. You know, not many women, not many uh, other tribes, other ethnicities, because there's no need because they have tribalism. You don't need libertarian. You don't need to escape when you are ascendant. You don't need to escape when you can engage freely in the boxing ring. You only escape when you're not allowed to partake. And so that's 90% of white Western boys. And so we come to this, this, you know, ideal of like, well, a libertarian state. And it's like a white state. You want a white state because then, you know, everyone can be libertarian. You know, it's in America. It's hilarious because it's like everyone moved to New Hampshire where we can be libertarians. And, and I give them due credit. They're, they're doing stuff on a local level. They're, they're acting. They're, they're getting involved in government. They are ironically using the hierarchy, using the institutions, like good on them. But there's going to come a time in New Hampshire where if they do ever have full ascendancy and it becomes a libertarian state, 
and all this stuff, they're now going to realize they have to start kicking. You know, so so they don't want to lose what they've gained because they don't know how to do reciprocity. Because libertarians are just like, you do you, brother. And it's like, well, when them doing them is importing Somalia into the town down down the street from you, it's like that doesn't just affect them. There is now a boundary dispute, a cultural dispute that is property rights can can rightly uh, figure out. And so many libertarian academics will, will argue and call me a, an ADIQ um, and I don't understand and that's all fine. I want to move into what got me out of libertarianism was realizing that there's something worth fighting for. You know, coming to America and just being like, whoa, this is what it looks like to have my own culture, to have people who look like me, to have people who speak the same language, have similar values, have similar customs, similar manners, similar faith. And it's like, I'm not retreating to the hills. I'm planting a flag. Like we're putting up boundaries around this thing. This is amazing. Welcome to nationalism, Scott. <laughs> and I became a nationalist, you know, and what is a nationalist, but love for your people, love for your place. Whereas the libertarian has love for nothing but himself. Does it suit me? No, then I'm not interested. See, it's a, it's a, it's a giving up of duties, patriarchal duties, patria, people, place, right? We have duties to our people. We have duties to our place that are, are, are expected of us from God. And so almost like being a Christian prevents you from being a libertarian. Here's one of the key libertarian arguments. It's like, oh, we shouldn't have government. Government is immoral. It's like, you're going to have a hard time with the Bible, buddy. The sword is a ministry. Governance is a ministry ordained by God. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's like, yeah. If you want to be an obedient Christian, you go by the word. So what does it mean? It means the sword is always going to be there. Because things that God ordains don't just disappear when a man stops doing them, right? The, the vacuum sucks someone else up. It's like, by the authority of the state. It's like, oh, you stated. And it's like, yeah, I want control of the state. I want control of the machinery of government. I want control of the institutions that control the NPCs. I want control so that I can kick out the clowns. Like straight up, this is our, as Christians, Christian nationalists, Marcel, to have you on, brother. Welcome. As Christians, we want control of the sword. We want Caesar to be a Christian man. Now, there's no prohibition on Caesar. And so there's no prohibition on a Christian becoming Caesar. You understand? And so, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting riled up. So one of the big, the big differences here is the individual is everything in liberal libertarian um, worldview, the individual, right? Whereas in the biblical worldview, it's the family, right? The man, his wife, his children, their grandchildren, the cousins, the nephews, the clan, right? So the Bible talks so much about a house hold a tribe a clan captains of tens captains of hundreds by family by clan and so when you look at that as an operating system as a unit you know it, it even goes into economy because in economy the libertarian believes the individual is just a cog and the place is just a stage to be exploited and the neighbors are all just cogs you can put them all out and put them all in and well this is just an economic zone 
This isn't uh, this isn't someone's homeland. This isn't someone's nation state place. This is just an economic zone. Put them in, put them out. Put them in, put them out. Oh, he's not willing to work for this match. Well, too bad. Get out of here. Bring in them. Oh, yay, work. And it's like, no, no, no. In the biblical worldview, we believe in the household, right? So the man, he works as unto the Lord. He builds wealth with his family unit. So his wife is his helpmeet. And together they build wealth. To what purpose? As unto the Lord. To bring peace and prosperity for their children, their grandchildren, the cousins, the nephews. It's a building of kingdom. It's an extension of Eden order into chaos over this place. This place is not just a piece of land to be bought and sold and ex uh, exhausted and uh, dumped on. This piece of land is going to be here. It's created by God himself. And we have the ability for this piece of land to own our family for generations to come. This promised land, this holy land that is going to be in our family for generations to come. Every generation is an opportunity to make the garden even more beautiful, to make the garden even more fruitful, to make the garden even more uh, pleasing to God. And so likewise, with children coming into the world, it's like, here is our garden. Let's expand it and love it and increase it. You know, and this is why you look at at nations who, who are formed by leaving, a, a, a you know, you look at the Boers in South Africa, you look at the, the Mormons in Utah, the Amish in Pennsylvania, they all left persecution elsewhere and they went into a desert place or a wild frontier, dangerous or sparse, and they made of it a beautiful garden. They made of it civil, peace, prosperity, order. The libertarian is like, oh, so <laughs> this doesn't suit me. Like, I'm just going to go wherever I want. Economic zone, go over there, go over there, go over there. And it's like, no one cares about land, generations, people, place. Um, the next thing is leadership as duty, right? So the patriarch of your family, being the patriarch of your land, being the patriarch of your local area in conjunction with other patriarchs, leadership is a duty by God. You know, you look at institutions, they are, you know, God created majority of men to just follow institutional power obediently, loyally. That's not a fault of theirs. It's literally like God programmed. The sword was God programmed. Hierarchy was God programmed. So what do we want to do? We want to have honor within the hierarchies that we have access to so that we can be the ones. You know, if you consider yourself a God-fearing man, if you consider yourself a sincere follower of the Lord, you should want to be the man who leads his hierarchy. You should be one of the, be, want to be the man who has influence in his hierarchy because 80% of the people around you are just naked and afraid and want to be led by a hierarchy, want to be secure in a hierarchy. They'll do whatever the hierarchy celebrates. They'll shine and they give the institution to the clowns. And then the clowns were like, sweet, I control these people. I am their captain now. And let's go and take over the libertarian stuff because we have numbers, we have tribalism, we have power structures, we have institutional power. And so individualism, I love that meme of the 300 Spartans uh, all with their shields up. And there's Jordan Peterson being like, uh, Leonidas, uh, this is collectivism is a bad idea. Let's break up and fight the Persians individually. You know, and that's exactly it. It's like collectivism is a natural state of man. 
You know, you're not going to fight against God's design. Collectivism is a natural state of man. It's up to us, the kings, what we will make of the collective that comes around us. You know, so David's out in the desert, 400 men around him, and they're like, you're our captain now. And if he was a libertarian, David, he'd be like, oh, guys, just do whatever you guys want to do. Uh, Non-aggression principle, uh, free trade, uh, private property. Uh, great. You know, and, and it just would have been, it would have been like, oh, libertarian dream. It's like, no, no, no. They're like, you're my captain now. And he's like, great. This is what we're going to go and do. It's the burden of leadership. It's the burden of hierarchy. It's the burden of honor. It's the burden of being a man who is a patriarch is that people come to us for leadership and this libertarian psyop like feminism, it makes us invert and not give our gift of leadership, not give our responsibility of leadership to those who look for it. Karubola. You know, Marcel, I often think about the Karu. Windpump nationalisme. I have, I have certain dreams for you guys that maybe one day, one day, You'll have your own spiritual and ethnic homeland. Stand with Boer. Buddha. Alrighty. Another, another point I, I have here is that no other ethnicities think that libertarianism is a great idea. You know, you don't get Japanese or Israelis or uh, Chinese or Zulus. It's like Wholesale, they all believe in fascism or patriarchalism or uh, nationalism or tribalism. You know, they're all wholesale. They're like, no, that's, that's stupid. You, you die alone. And it's just like you, the only people group that this works on is white Westerners. It's like, why? So now you see the psyop. What are they gatekeeping us from by pushing us into this? And one of the, the, the things I look at is Christian nationalism. You know, it's our, Christian nationalism feels good. Like you start understanding Christian nationalism, you start understanding Christianity, that Christ came to take away my sins. He came to take away my shame and my despair and reunite me with God and give me existential meaning and purpose as, the, as a king on earth that to live out this morality, this destiny, this origin, this meaning. And then nationalism, love your people, love your place. Simple as that, right? And Christian nationalism is not the church running the country. It's Christian men crushing in their domains, having institutional leadership, having hierarchical leadership and, and influence. That's Christian nationalism is when a majority of the institutions in a country are led by Christian, obedient Christian men. That's Christian nationalism. Oh, that nation's institutions are Christian. That nation's institutions are putting out a culture of Christianity to its NPCs. All the NPCs are culturally Christian. Oh, cultural Christianity is not real Christianity. It's, it's not good. It's like cultural clown world is good. A bunch of clowns owning all the institutions and forcing these NPCs into cultural feminism, into cultural degeneracy. That's good. Yeah, well, at least it's not Christian nationalism because that's Nazi evil stuff. It's like, come on, dudes. Come on. Alrighty. And then I love that, uh, you know, I've had quite a few guys whenever I share that stone toss meme. I love that little stone toss comic of the little libertarian guy pulling a tug of war 
against a, a communist and a, and a, a corporatist industrialist. And then a fascist jumps in to help him. And he's like, what the heck? And then he realizes like who his enemies are. And then both of them become fascists and, and are fighting against the communists and the corporatists. And, you know, the glory, like I used to be so afraid of, of the fascist label. Why? Because they've memed it so heavily with, with Nazism, right? They've memed it so heavily with lampshades made of skin and soap and, you know, all of this wonderful Austrian artist paraphernalia. But you start looking into fascism, you start looking into patriotism, you, patria, patriarchy. You start looking into nationalism, love of your people, love of your place. Hierarchy, inequality, honor. And it's like, whoa, as Christian guys, we're like, yes, I have a duty. I will carry my duty. I have a responsibility. I will outwork my responsibilities. And that's what we want. As men, we want meaning. We want purpose. You know, Peterson, the reason his psyop was so good is because he was so close. You know, he's like, hey, kid, want some meaning? Clean your room. And it's like, yes, you're hitting on the love your place thing. You're hitting on, on, on place, on, on kingship over your environment. You're hitting on it. And it's like, okay, but once you've cleaned your room, do not join up with other guys and clean your neighborhood. No, 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 no. That's fascism. You know, so it's like, oh, just stop here, <laughs> you know, just stop at the lobsters, guys. And so one of the, when you look at that cartoon uh, that Stone Toss drew, the symbol of the fascist is the fascia, which is a bundle of sticks around an axe. You know, the bundle of sticks saying like stick together, there's strength in sticking together, tribalism, uh, in-group preference, collectivism, right? And then the axe, a sign of, uh, of execution, of, of justice, of will. And so of action, you know, stick together, take action. Like, wow, that's amazing. You know, and we idolize uh, Rome. You know, we idolize Greece. We idolize uh, the British Empire and, and the American, early American nation because it was stick together or die. Action or die. You know, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful militaristic masculine desire you know but anyway so so this axe this uh axe and fascia it looks like a an axe and a dustbin a trash can you know so a lot of guys would be like what does the axe and trash can mean and i was like man isn't that a great metaphor you know axe and trash can nationalism you know the axe for chopping down the idols you know you look at old i think it was bonnie face who chopped down the the idols uh, in the Germanic forests back in the day, he was a monk who who went into into the German Druidic forest and cut down a, a, an idol tree. And then the trash can, right? Cleaning up clown world, cleaning up trash, taking out the trash. Because, I mean, that's what we all long for as young men. You know, we long to combat the idols. We long for confrontation like Elijah with the prophets of Baal. We long for it as young men. You know, militarism is the key to a young man's heart. And then, and then taking out the trash, we want to clean up our place. We want to beautify our world. We want peace and, and prosperity and order and beauty. You know, and we're just bombarded with crap, bombarded with degeneracy, bombarded with trash, bombarded with clowns. You know, and it's like, man, there's a great cleanup coming, you know. And so that starts 
This is where Peterson got it right. It starts with cleaning your room. Clean your room, bucko. That's great. Once you've cleaned your room, clean your garden, clean your car, you know, all the stuff. But then you're going to notice that there's 7,000 other dudes all cleaning their homes. And it's like, all right, chaps, we've all got our homes in order. Let's now band together and go clean up our neighborhood. Go clean up our town. Go clean up our institutions. That's where we need togetherness because one dude is not going to do it, right? One guy, you're all alone. You're going to get attacked. You're going to get down. You know, all it takes is two or three dudes. You know, where two or three dudes are gathered, there the Lord is with them. And the Lord says, do not fear for I'm with you. Jonathan and a shield bearer. Let's go see what the Lord will do in this institution. You and me, brother, let's go. And the armor bearer says, do what is on your heart to do. Based, I'm coming with you. And if we die, it's unto the Lord. If we win, it's unto the Lord. You know, we just want another mate who will stick with us, who will ride or die, not throw us under the bus, not run away. It's like, man, two dudes together are what changes tons of things. You know, imagine you get three, four guys, 12 guys together to go take out an institution, to go clean up an institution, to go take over leadership of the NPCs. You know, I often think about that, that video that went around maybe, I don't know, a couple of years ago now. But it's a video of a, of a school council meeting and all the moms are in the room and this one uh, Mexican dad is like talking on the microphone. He's like, oh, my son's getting bullied and this is a terrible school and blah, blah, blah. And there's just like a base dad and he's like, why don't you go back to Mexico? And all the moms are like, Aah! and it's like, no, it's pretty based. Like if you're going to come here and complain, like go back to where you came from. And because he was one dude alone, because he was a libertarian lobster, like if you're behind enemy lines where you're the only dude and you speak the truth, you're going to die. No backup. But if there were two, three, four dudes, it's all it took. Two, three, four dudes to all be like, no, he's right. Shut up. Like you're grateful or you get out. And then everybody would have just been like, okay, there's, there's a majority. There's a majority out of like 50 people there would have turned around because four kings absolutely come in and clean out an institution. You know, we need to stick together. We need to find our mates and make ride or die fascia, make ride or die groups of like chaps, our whole, our whole mission together, you know, cause that's what we want. We want to, to contribute our gift to a team of great men achieving great things. We want to be one of one of the sticks in the bundle around the axe going for a mission with a bunch of mates. And it's like ride or die, chaps. We stick together. No one breaks, you know, and, and it's like this is not this is not Fed posting. I mean, you know, obviously some of you guys are involved in some some more federally important things. But wherever you are, whatever your domain, whatever your institution, we should be looking for two or three dudes to stick together and clean out, you know, go, go hard after the idols, cut, chop down the, the idols and let's clean out trash in this institution. And that takes a letting go of our old libertarian runaway and escape and just hope the alligator eats me last. And it's like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm God's man. And if it's going to be, it's going to be in my time. Let's go take that hill. Just Jonathan and his armor bearer based. Love it. So 
I think that's all I wanted to say. Just a brief, a brief dissing on the clowns pushing libertarianism. And guys, to know, you know, I was the libertarian of all libertarians. I think I just, uh, I think because I realized how much it made me passive, how much it made me powerless, how much it made me want to escape. You know, when you're presented with clown world, you've got three options. Like, oh my gosh, clown world. This is, you know, when, when you have that first moment of like, whoa, like this is clown world. Like this is, this is a hellhole. This is trash. Like this institution is gone or this domain is like, what is going on? Like, what do I do? You've got three options. Conform. So just become an NPC and conform to whatever the culture of the clowns are pushing and just conform and give up and just hope to survive. You know, like, well, you know, cause that's the feminine strategy. If you're attacked by another tribe and taken war bride, it's like, well, just conform to the new tribe and you survive. Or you can escape. So option one, conform. Option two is escape, right? And that's what so many people are trying to do. Libertarianism is the escape. It's the escape to Mars. It's the escape to, to you know, wherever you can go to escape. Escape to New Hampshire. What are you escaping? You're escaping diversity, but they'll never say that. What are you escaping? They're escaping liberal liberally run institutions, but they'll never say that. They're like, oh, New Hampshire, which is 98% white. And it's like, you know, total um, libertarian paradise. And it's like, they won't say why they're doing what they're doing, but like, it's very obvious, you know? And it's like, that's fine. But just realize you're going to have to protect it when the liberal clowns start coming after your institutions that you've so diligently worked to create because you won't control the fascia you know, you've got a hundred normies in your hierarchy, stick them together, put an ax in the middle and go take targets, go do stuff with them, you know, gatekeep against the clowns, gatekeep against the trash coming into your basement. So that's option two is, is escaping. Option three is dominate. So, so band together and go dominate. So option one, conform. Option two, escape. Option three, stick together and dominate. Praise God, brothers. So uh, that was my rant. I praise the Lord for it. I hope that all of you become more patriarchal and dominionist. And in the words of many clowns, bigger. Jeez. I think it's a beautiful thing when you start realizing, you know, the, the word game and how it, uh, how it used to shut us down and no longer. I used to be so afraid of, of this, this nationalist or fascist, or, you know, all this stuff. And it's just like, man, I know what I'm trying to do. I know that the Lord loves me. He told me not to be afraid. So I'm not going to be afraid of words. I'm not going to be afraid of rejection. I'm not going to be afraid because I know what the Lord is, is, is doing. We've got a vision and there's 7,000 other men. And so it's just, a, now it's a key. Okay, this is what makes it so exciting. Okay, there's 7,000 other men. All right, all I need to find are two, three, four dudes. Max even 12 dudes. Like beyond that, you know, you start getting too big to operate with, with speed and agility. You're looking for two, three, four dudes. And we're going to go do projects together. We're going to stick together, ride or die. You know, man, it just makes life so exciting. You know, this is what we're trying to do. So praise God, brothers. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow.